it's been called the king of the sodas and liquid sunshine, and over the years it's gone through several variations, red fusion, diet cherry chocolate, and made with real sugar. But at the end of the day, the original reigns supreme. In an industry where companies are constantly trying to reinvent themselves, remember New Coke or how about Crystal Pepsi? This brand's original formula has stayed near the top of the leaderboard since it was first introduced over 100 years ago. I'm Jason Epperson, and this is the See America podcast. From coast to coast, we see America one mile at a time, discovering stops along the way that are eclectic, historic, ridiculous, breathtaking, inspiring, and humbling. This week, the history of Dr. Pepper and the Dr. Pepper Museum in Waco, Texas. This great destination is brought to you by Road Trippers, America's number one road trip planning app. Road Trippers helps people discover the world around them in an entirely new way by streamlining discovery, planning, booking, and navigation. Plan your unique journey at roadtrippers.com, then use the app as your ultimate travel guide and navigator. Adventure doesn't come from the fastest route. Start exploring at roadtrippers.com. Crisp, refreshing, and with a flavor as uniquely American as apple pie, Dr. Pepper has always been my favorite soda drink. Of course, the unique taste isn't for everyone. And if you were to ask Abigail what she thinks of Dr. Pepper, she'd tell you it tastes like Estee Lauder lipstick. I think that's a pretty decent selling point for Estee Lauder lipstick myself. Whether your team love it or team hate it, you can't deny the role Dr. Pepper has played in our soda culture over the last 140 years. And the secret to its success, its syrup formula, has been closely guarded since its early days of creation in a small central Texas town. With the history of how Dr. Pepper came to be, here's Abigail Trebu. As a young pharmacist working at Morrison's old corner drugstore, Charles Alderton would often mix up carbonated drinks at the soda fountain when he wasn't mixing up medicine for the people of Waco, Texas. Alderton loved the way the drugstore smelled, with all the fruit syrup flavors mixing together in the air. It was that mixed up fruitiness that prompted him to create a drink that tasted like the smell he'd grown to love. Alderton kept a journal detailing his various recipe attempts, and after numerous experiments, he finally hit upon a mixture of fruit syrups that he liked. To test his new drink, Alderton took the soda to his boss and store owner Wade Morrison, who found it to his liking. After repeated sample testing, Morrison and Alderton were ready to present this new drink to a small group of soda fountain customers. They liked it too. As word got out, other patrons of Morrison's Soda Fountain began requesting this new concoction by asking Alderton to shoot them a Waco. 
Eventually named Dr. Pepper, the drink gained such widespread popularity that other soda fountain operators in Waco began buying this secret formula syrup from Morrison and serving it. This popularity soon presented a problem for Morrison and Alderton. They could no longer keep up and produce enough at their fountain to supply the extreme demand. They needed help. Robert S. Lazenby, the young beverage chemist, had tasted the new drink and was impressed. As the inventor, Alderton was primarily interested in pharmacy work and had no designs on the drink or its expansion. He suggested that Morrison and Lazenby develop Dr. Pepper further, and in 1891, they formed a new firm, the Artisan Manufacturing and Bottling Company, which later became the Dr. Pepper Company. Lazenby would go on to bring his son-in-law, J.B. O'Hara, into the company, and in 1904, Lazenby and O'Hara introduced Dr. Pepper's unique 23 fruit flavors to almost 20 million people attending the 1904 World's Fair Exposition in St. Louis. Also introduced to the world there, the ice cream cone, the hamburger, and the hot dog. By 1923, the company had grown so large that Lazenby and O'Hara officially relocated the company from Waco to Dallas. As with Coca-Cola, the formula for Dr. Pepper is a trade secret. And allegedly, the recipe is kept as two halves in safe deposit boxes in two separate Dallas banks. A persistent rumor since the 1930s is that the drink contains prune juice. But Dr. Pepper refutes this, saying, Dr. Pepper is a unique blend of natural and artificial flavors. It does not contain prune juice. For much of Dr. Pepper's history, the drink was confined to the South and Southwest. Coca-Cola and Pepsi had built a lock on nationwide bottling networks with exclusivity agreements for distributing colas. In 1963, a federal court ruled that Dr. Pepper is, in fact, not a cola, which meant that bottlers were free to distribute it without running afoul of their exclusive deals with Coca-Cola and Pepsi. By the end of the decade, Dr. Pepper was available from coast to coast, and it's one of the only soda brands you'll find sold alongside Coke or Pepsi products at the fountain. It's now owned by the Dr. Pepper Snapple Group, which also owns brands such as 7-Up, Crush, Hawaiian Punch, Sunkist, and RC Cola. Coca-Cola didn't take the ruling so well and introduced their incredibly similar Mr. Pibb in 1972. Yet a Coke spokesperson denied any resemblance by saying, I haven't tasted Dr. Pepper myself, so I wouldn't know how similar Mr. Pibb is to it. I don't think it was meant to compete with Dr. Pepper. As far as I know, Coke just felt there was a market for this kind of soft drink. Dr. Pepper said at the time that Mr. Pibb actually helped sales. In 2009, an old ledger book filled with formulas and recipes was discovered by a man shopping antique stores in the Texas Panhandle. Letterheads hinted the book had come from the W.B. Morrison & Company Old Corner Drug Store. One recipe in the book titled Dr. Pepper's Pepsin Bitters was of particular interest and some speculated it might be an early recipe for Dr. Pepper. 
However, Dr. Pepper insisted this was not the soda formula, but instead a medicinal recipe for a digestive aid. The book was put up for auction in May 2009, but no one purchased it. abound regarding the origins of the soft drink's official name, and the Dr. Pepper Museum has collected over a dozen different stories, including credit going to pharmacy owner Morrison and the common practice of including doctor in the names of products to convey the impression that they were helpful. The period after the DR was dropped in the 1950s to get rid of any medicinal association, which doesn't really make any sense, but hey, they tried. Over the years, the company has had a host of slogans, like the 1930s, when you drink a Dr. Pepper, you drink a bite to eat, and the 60s, America's most misunderstood soft drink. In the UK, Dr. Pepper, what's the worst that could happen, entice those consumers who are wary about what it would taste like. But probably the most well-known, or at least the one I'm most familiar with, is just what the doctor ordered, which first appeared in 1991 and continues to be used even today. The Dr. Pepper Museum, located in downtown Waco, is housed in the Artesian Manufacturing and Bottling Company Building Headquarters and Manufacturing Facility. Built in 1906, the building is the first place Dr. Pepper was bottled on a large scale and also served as the first company headquarters. After exploring the museum, which features an impressive collection of Dr. Pepper history and memorabilia, you can make your own soda, just like Alderton did all those years ago. Or if making your own sounds too risky, play it safe and swing by the soda fountain for a Dr. Pepper float. The Dr. Pepper Museum is open seven days a week with COVID-19 precautions in place. Hours and pricing vary, so check the website for the latest information. It's located in the Silo District of Waco, a touristy area full of unique restaurants and shops, and the fixer-upper empire of Chip and Joanna Gaines, the Magnolia Market. This episode of See America was hosted by me, Jason Epperson, with narration by Abigail Trebu. If you like the show, we'd love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'd also like to invite you to follow the See America podcast on Instagram and Facebook and join the See America Facebook group where we chat about America's greatest road trip destinations. If you're a national park lover, we hope you'll also check out the America's National Parks podcast or come listen to Abigail and me talk about our life on the road with our three boys on the RV Miles podcast. This great destination was brought to you by Road Trippers, America's number one road trip planning app. Plan your unique journey at roadtrippers.com, then use the app as your ultimate travel guide and navigator. Adventure doesn't come from the fastest route. Start exploring at roadtrippers.com. Roadtrippers.